The 7th of September 2021 will be marked by a different kind of 7th of September, uh, usually celebrated as a day where children march with bands on the streets celebrating what it's the independence of Brazil, which was quite weird, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it in a second. This year, the president will try to get people who support his government and go to the streets in a way to press the Supreme Court against some decisions they've been taking against him and against his way of doing politics. I don't want to be discussing uh, the political scenario here, even though I think that we're living in chaos. But I think that there's a message in this 7th of September that we have to pay attention, which is next year, uh, the 7th of September, uh, 2022, we will celebrate 200 years of independence in Brazil. And the president knows that. So we need to pay attention to what's going to happen this year, because next year we will have elections, hopefully. And it's pretty clear that something worse might happen. So let's watch the events that are going to happen on Tuesday. I'm recording this on Saturday. I hope you guys can listen to it before the 7th of September and think about it. I'm Giovanni, I'm a historian and an English teacher, and I'm going to tell you a little bit of the background of the 7th of September, 1822. So the first thing we have to remember is most countries in South America, when they got their independence, they were fighting to become a republic and all the countries, except for Suriname, right, and the Guianas, um, they were fighting in Spain to become republics, to change the way that the colonies were guided by Spain. Brazil on its side didn't do that because our independence, it's very different from what happened in our neighbors. So the first thing we have to understand is um, in 1807 and 1808 in Europe, um, Napoleon Bonaparte, he was conquering a lot of countries, he was implementing his way of government, and in 1807, 1808, he got to Portugal. The institutions and the kingdom of Portugal, they decided not to stay in Portugal and therefore not to be part of what Napoleon wanted, and they decided to run away and come to Brazil. This generated a very weird situation because Brazil was a colony, right? So there was a slavery, they were here extracting things as they wanted, and that's basically what a colony is. It's a place that they wouldn't see as equals, they would see as something that they could go and extract whatever they wanted from there. But they come to Brazil, and when they come to Brazil, what happens? They kind of force of change a lot of things. First, the court that comes to Brazil, they want to have theaters, they want to have libraries, they want to have museums, and they start implementing these, deals, these things in Rio de Janeiro. Um, at the same time, there is a big discussion on how the court being in Brazil, they're going to be able to negotiate with other countries. And then they decided to open the ports. That's a very important moment because what happens is Brazil is not a colony anymore. 
Brazil becomes an open country to negotiate and make business with other countries in Europe, especially. And this was something new. Colonies, they weren't allowed to do that. Some years later, in 1815, Brazil actually becomes the center of the kingdom. So now Portugal, that used to be the kingdom and Brazil used to be the colony, in 1815 things change because uh, Dom João VI, who's going to become Dom João VI in 1816 actually, um, but his court decides to allow Brazil to become the center of the kingdom. And then we have Reino Unido de Portugal, Brasil e Algarves. This new reality allows a lot of people in Brazil to actually grow business, to increase slavery, to change the way they're seen around the world and the way that they create things and that they sell things here in Brazil. Okay, um, things are going the way they're going. And remembering that all this system, it's mainly a racist, sexist, white system. Okay, we're talking here about a place where uh, women didn't have a voice. We're talking about a place where slavery was really high, where some other countries, they were fighting to end slavery in Brazil in this moment. We were just increasing the numbers of slaves that were brought here. And the situation continues until the beginning of the 20s. In 1820, um, in the 1820s, actually, what happens is Portugal, now free from Napoleon Bonaparte, decides to rebel against the system. So the whole thing is, wait a second, we're not happy because our king is in, is in Brazil and Brazil has kind of become the center of things. So let's change things here in Portugal. Um, these rebellions in Portugal, they increase the tension between Brazil and Portugal. And there's a high demand that the king goes back to Portugal. He decides to go back and then he leaves here in Brazil his son, uh, who's going to become Dom Pedro I some years later. Now, this is very curious because what happens is once the court moves back to Portugal, they want to change things here in Brazil. So they want to bring Brazil back to a status of colony. And of course, those people who had lived for 12 years, 13 years in a different system, they were not happy with that decision. So no, 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 wait a second. We don't want that. There's a pressure to change the status in Brazil where people here, they are completely uncomfortable and they deny any possibilities of changes. The king in Portugal, Dom João VI, requires that his son goes back to Portugal and his son says no, decides to stay here. And here you have to understand that he's not doing that because of love. He's doing that because he's being backed up by the elite in Brazil because there are a lot of things in terms of like potential for the country. And he can also become 
the next king. And that's what happened. So when he decides to stay here, there's a very high tension between the institutions here in Brazil and the institutions in Portugal, up to the moment that they decide to say, no, we're not going to be part of Portugal anymore. Again, in most South America, most countries, they fought for their independence. They were trying to do something completely different from that that Spain wanted. So instead of having a kingdom here, uh, most countries in South America, they wanted to be a republic. That was the political model that seemed the best one, a republic, a government that comes from the people. Brazil, 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 as you know, didn't do it. So Brazil gets the son of the king, and puts the son of the king as the emperor of Brazil. So we not only don't become a republic, but we become an empire. And something that it sounds very powerful and it sounds amazing. The whole thing is that this empire in 1822... Um, before, actually, sorry, in 1822, it's when they declare the independence. It's a very weird situation. So you probably have seen that image of like the horses by the Ipiranga. Ipiranga is like a very short stream. Okay, it's not like a river as margins do Ipiranga. It's just a little, 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 little stream of water. And... In that moment, what happens is just like they receive a letter saying that Portugal won't accept the situation. And then Brazil says, okay, so we want to be free. For the next two years, uh, there's some conflicts and some kind of war in Brazil because not every province, which now it's a state, but not every province wanted to gain the independence from Portugal. So some provinces wanted to continue connected to Portugal, and this generates conflicts and war. Okay. Brazil becomes, by 1824, with the constitution, an empire. Now, this is very important to understand about the 7th of September. The 7th of September, it's not a date that it talks to the people. It's not a celebration for the people because in any moment that government, that political situation was considering creating something better for the people. The discussion about the end of the slavery, it's not present. The discussion about creating a republic, if present, doesn't succeed. And the whole idea is to keep the status quo, to keep the situation very close to what it was. The emperor is Portuguese, so think about this. They create an empire in Brazil, and the emperor, the first emperor, wasn't born here. He was born in Portugal. Uh, he's deeply connected because his father is the one who's in Portugal uh, giving the orders. 
from this short summary of the 7th of September, what I want you to think about, I want you to think about what is the real meaning of the 7th of September? Because it's not something, something for the people. It's not something designed and thought to protect the interests of the population at all. Now, the 7th of September, 2021. I really want you to think about what's going to happen. And again, I'm recording this on the 4th of September. And there's a lot happening here in relation to the 7th of September, 2021. 2021, sorry. Uh, I want you to think if what's going to happen on Tuesday, it's a movement for the people. If it's a movement to protect the interests of the population, a population that it's been that has been suffering a lot with unemployment, prices, they have increased for everything. We are still fighting against COVID. We're having an average of 700 people dying per day. Um, we know all the problems that we had to start getting the vaccines. So just consider a little bit, what is the real meaning of the 7th of September 2021? And please, let's get this next year to think a lot about the next one. Because the 7th of September 2022, when we celebrate 200 years of that moment by the Ipiranga stream, it's not a river, okay, guys, it's, it's a very, very small stream, what that's going to mean for the future of Brazil and for our future. So thank you for listening. If you do not agree with my opinion, please let me know and let's talk. I think the most important here is to establish conversation. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.